stairs to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95 PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Josh. Kia ora, mate. How's it going? Kia ora. I'm good. How are you, sir? Good as. Happy to be talking to you or uh, somebody outside of this uh, station. Not that, uh, like, John's totally sweet, but... Good to have a phone call. When I, when I picked up, I was going to see if I could do the Tenakoto challenge for Maori language. Oh, uh, yeah. How many? Yeah, how many times before you both would be like, I reckon what three. You, you can do three and nobody really bats an eyelid, but you've got to be confident. Have you seen Jeremy yeah. Wells uh, of course do he has. He does. on Eating Media Lunch? No, how many times? Oh, wait, wait you don't know about that joke? You need to see it. Just, oh, bro. Just uh, <laughs> Google Eating Media Lunch um, Tenakoto challenge. And they do okay, it, they do it uh, many years ago to a bunch of like TV stations and radio stations. And it's r- pretty funny. <laughs> Old mate in Chicago has a lot of patience. Yeah. <laughs> really oh, we've got to bring it back, I reckon. Eh? It's so good. Having a bit of fun with it. Hey, wh- hey what's going on in space, mate? Um, I love asking that question, by the way. It's such a good question. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I forgot, honestly. I emailed you. What did I say to you? Uh, uh, well, we the, first, the first thing was about the perseverance over on Mars, collecting some rock samples, which is... Uh, kind of intriguing for me because they're going to be returned to earth and i just sort of the mind boggles at how they're going to achieve this yeah um yeah so <laughs> okay. first had it for the second um sample so yeah basically drilled into one of the rocks um you know it just looked like an interesting rock so they decided that's going to be one of the one of the um cores so yeah so i drilled out two samples and it collects them in these like little tubes basically and then they're like vacuum sealed on the rover um, and the rover's actually going to—it's going to carry them around for several years and pick up, you know, dozens more. Um, but eventually, like in several years from now, um, it's actually going to drop them all on the ground on like a pickup spot. And then the the long-term plan is that NASA is going to send another rover that'll go land, pick them up, and then take them to like a launch platform, um, launch them off the planet, and then bring them back to Earth eventually. So it's kind of like the first step of a really complex. Mission. And then somebody at NASA obviously will make a quite quite nice sort of rock mirror with them, with a bit of glue. <laughs> yeah, like a nice doorstop, <laughs> just chuck it on the floor. One of the yeah. pilot's wives. Oh, this is brilliant. Thanks so much, guys. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, it's, it's been a massive goal of you know scientists to get rocks back from Mars. Mm. Um, what do they know, do with them? Well, just them, mate. basically just study them. In no, but then do they go on eBay or do, do they go in like a place where I can go look at them and stuff or? Well, you know what? There, there was actually controversy when um, there was the Apollo rocks from the moon mission. Yeah. People used to sell them and it would be like... Yeah, the, you can buy like, moon like, rocks on, on eBay every once in a while. I see it. Uh, those are pretty dodgy. I yeah, think no doubt. But, <laughs> but they must have been for sale at some point, right? That's why... Yeah, yeah, for sure. I reckon someone just picked up some scoria from the backyard and was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a moon rock. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but no, but, I mean, it's really for scientists to study because, um, you know, these rovers can study rocks pretty mm. well, but... Mm. The ultimate goal is to bring them back to Earth because, you know, we've got all our laboratories here. So tell so much um, time a day. Can the rover yeah, get any readings from the rocks at the moment? Is it able to tell us anything about the sample? Yeah, I mean, the rover, it's, it's a pretty, like, efficient rover and it's, they only actually get samples which they are kind of geologically interesting. So the rover studies the rocks, it learns about the composition, kind of what they're made of and its origins. Um, and then from there it decides, you know, is this a good sample to collect or should we get something else? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it really only gets kind of good candidates for these rocks. It's not just any random rocks. So 
Uh, we already know a bit about these samples, but we really want to get them into like a proper lab to um, really, really learn about them. I mean, we have to wait a few years for that. Oh well. Yeah, yeah, several years. Hey, uh, yeah, <coughs> long mission. The first all-civilian flight, Inspiration Four, is due to launch four people to orbit the Earth for three days on Thursday. What the hell? Yeah, it's um, <laughs> kind of weird talking about it again since we've already talked about like Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson um, going to space mm. for fun. Um, you know, this is it's actually a really interesting mission. It's quite different from, you know, the kind of billionaires flying to space because they've got the money. Um, whereas this flight is, it's the first all-civilian flight. So there's no astronauts on board. And mm. they're not just, you know, going up to space to the edge and then seeing it for 10 minutes and coming back um, like the other two. Do. They're actually going into orbit. So they'll be, you know, taking, they're on a capsule, the same one that astronauts take to the space station. Mm. Um, they'll be launching off and then orbiting the Earth for three days. Um, and orbiting out further than the space station too, so wow. it's like a really interesting and complex mission. Um, and yet, yeah, to have just regular everyday people on it is pretty pretty impressive. Are they just like uh, they must be rocket enthusiasts? Hey, you guys, come and check this out. Just <laughs> hop inside. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Who, 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 the bathroom is here, mate. Just after the lift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, it's funny though because they actually um, the whole thing is basically it's a fundraising for I think it's St Jude's Hospital. Um, over in the states, where people would apply and they would, you know, give donations to the hospital, um, and they basically picked people on like their merits. And like one of one of the women going up, she was a former NASA candidate, so she applied to be an astronaut all the way sure. to the end. Mm. Um, they didn't make it. One of them is a cancer survivor. She's a nurse that works at St. Jude's. Wow. Oh, the feels um, are a lot stronger than the uh, Bezos situation. You're right. So oh, it's massively. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's like actually cool. I bet the rocket doesn't look like dick either. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it's much bigger too. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a bad joke. No, but, um, a great yeah, joke. it's like actually interesting, um, and I'm actually looking forward to kind of seeing it. It's not just you know a billionaire's joyride because yeah. they can. It's actually a really cool mission. And Do they doing have a bit of an orb, a couple of are they orbiting yeah. the Earth? Like Do they have any tasks that they need to complete while they're in orbit? Stay alone. Honestly, not really. Like, there's I I don't believe there's any major like science payloads on board, but um, they they outfitted um. Because these capsules, they usually go to the space station, so they've got like docking components. Mm. They actually took that out and they replaced it with this like giant window because um, they're not docking with anything. So wow. they'll just get this incredible view of the Earth. Wow! Okay. It's like this domed um, 360 like view thing. So will they stream it, or will it be uh, uh, watch it later? Yeah. Awesome. No, the whole so the whole thing is streamed. Um, there's actually a series on Netflix at the moment called Countdown to Launch, oh, cool. which is following their post, um, the, like the whole process and the actual launch, which is I think it's just after midnight on Thursday, um, is actually being streamed live for the Netflix series, and you can watch it online too. Oh, so wow. the yeah. whole process, it's like it's a real public thing. Might pay to binge that uh, before Thursday then. Now, just going back yeah. to Richard Branson. I saw a news article that said that he pushed his craft right to the limit. Do you know anything about that? When he did his space yeah, flight, they, they were supposed yeah. to tap out, but he just kept on flying. I read that, yeah, apparently there was some warning lights. I don't know the technicalities, but mm. apparently they had some warning lights that they were like very off course. And typically, like if, if it was a test flight, they would probably have aborted it at that mm. point. But apparently they just kept going. Um, yes. And the, the FAA, which is like the aviation um, people in America, they... I think they grounded them, so they said you're not allowed to fly again until you know you sort this issue out. So yeah, it apparently wasn't the most safe flight. Hopefully, the main pilot guy was the Scottish dude, and he's like, "Oh, we can't do it, and we can't push it any harder. <laughs> I can't just fucking do it." <clears throat> What's the next one we've got here? All Mars spacecraft are about to go into hibernation for about a month as Mars passed behind the sun. Yeah, so this this happens every 
two, two and a half years roughly, but um, too yeah, gnarly? nothing nothing major. What was that, sorry? Is it too gnarly for them or something, or what? No. Uh, it was basically can't... just because the, um, the planet not... goes behind the sun from like our perspective, so we literally cannot you know, send a signal to it. So okay. All the spacecraft um, on and around Mars, they basically just kind of go into like a hibernation sleep mode. They kind of just stop doing everything, just like chill out for a month. It's, and then we just wake them up again in like a month. It surprises me that we don't have something orbiting Mars that we can triangulate off. Oh, I mean, we oh, we do, but they're, I mean, they're close to the planet. So even when the planet goes, like, everything near the planet is also behind the sun. Because, hmm. um, yeah, I mean, the rovers, most of the rovers, for example, they don't actually really directly communicate with Earth. They actually relay most of the signals to satellites that are on Mars. But, um, yeah, they're, they're still pretty close to the planet. So even when it goes behind the sun, it's basically blocking off everything. Honestly, I just wanted to say the word triangulate. It makes me sound smart. Uh... <laughs> you sound very smart, yeah. <laughs> Aerospace's first rocket launch explodes after launch. Yeah, we had another, another rocket failure. We've got I a video here as well. Ooh, we had the sideways yeah, rocket two weeks ago. This week we've got an exploding That's one. That's Mr. Sideways one, Rocket yeah. to you. <laughs> but um, yeah, this one basically, it was, they had a fine launch. I like that one a couple weeks ago, they went sideways. Um, this one, I think it went fine for like two and a half minutes, but the minute that it went supersonic, so this, you know, when the rocket starts to break through the sound barrier, right. it just got super unstable um started to kind of flip out and just exploded because that's kind of when you know the most pressure is exerted on the rocket is when it's breaking the sound barrier damn all right we've got a slow computer here so we're just uh pulling the video up <laughs> right now here in the studio just just taking a while yeah, there gonna just do that a little quarter it is quite exciting though to watch like obviously it sucks for the people that worked for them but mm. like rocket explosions are pretty cool <laughs> it's true Oh, please don't wait for this load, guys. Yes. Uh, now, uh, now, Josh, <laughs> we're obviously... Oh, here we go. It's taking off. Oh, yeah. oh I'm waiting for your reaction. <laughs> now we are... Um, we're still in lockdown, obviously. That sounds like a rocket to me. Oh, it's a 30-second video. Going to see some doom or what? Okay, just to load it. Ooh, there. Ooh, oh, it fully tw tweaks. It's gone like sideways. Oh, man, that's not looking good. Nah, one, this internet is terrible, but two, it doesn't look good. It's kind of doing a big twirly. Oh! Oh, that's not coming back from that. <laughs> Pretty cool, eh? It looks expensive, but yeah. Oh, very, very, yeah. But it's still quite cool to see. Very expensive fireworks. What's it like? I want to hear the audio of everyone just going, oh, man, that was, you know. <laughs> Damn. It's a life's work. How much would that rocket be worth? Um, oh, I couldn't give you a number, but millions and millions, because it's, it's a startup, so it's a development, you know, rocket. It's the first time they've tried to get to space. So, um, yeah, I expect that they'll probably have more issues, but they cost millions of dollars for mm. those things. Somebody, somebody just texted an Ultimate Mile High Club. I think they're talking about the four people orbiting the thing. We don't know. Has, <laughs> has anybody put their hand up being any in intercourse off of the planet at all? Has anyone kind of claimed that? Richard you know, Richard? surprisingly, surprisingly, no. Apparently not a single person has. Um, I've got to ask these questions, but no, sorry. Not even on the ISS. No, nah, not even on the ISS, but like... John, John's you know, eyebrows right now are just out of control. <laughs> but the thing is, if you're an astronaut on the space station, like, you're with your co-workers, you mm. know? Like, yeah, but you get pretty lonely. Uh, the stats show that most relationships... <laughs> sure oh, no, no, if you not watch Shaw Street, bro, come on, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, no, okay. Well, it's interesting. They actually just popped in my brain. It's not something I think about a lot, but thanks for texting that in, Texter. <clears throat> right on, Josh. Well, uh, we're in this thing for another week, mate, and so we know for a fact that Stardome is 
not open. Yeah, yeah. But so the far, sky is always open. Is there anything that people can check out online at the Stardom website? Yeah, I mean, we've, um, we've just started to post all of our content for Tokyo Hotel Māori, which is this week. So, yeah, we've got a bunch of that on our Instagram. And um, we're also starting a, like, Ask an Astronomer um, kind of, I guess, series. Cool. Um, so that's going to be going up pretty soon. And that's, um, I'll probably be answering most of those questions. So, yeah, people have space questions, like, keep an eye out. Great. That sounds fantastic. All right, mate. We'll uh, take it easy out there and uh, kakite till next time. All right. Speak to you in a couple weeks. Peace. Speak, mate. Bye. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.